Hello, I'm Robert Bateman and welcome to this week's edition of the Privacy Corner, where I talk you through my top three picks for privacy news developments. And thank you so much, as always, to Privado AI for sponsoring these videos every week. So this week, I'll be discussing why 41 US states are suing Meta, partly over children's privacy allegations. Uh, France's very wide-ranging fine against a broadcaster called Canal Plus, and the EU's latest data protection judgment in the, uh, the Court of Justice about the right of access. So this meta complaint, so this, well, it comes from over 80% of US state attorney generals or attorneys general, as I think you're supposed to say it. And it concerns, well, a number of different allegations. Partly it's to do with the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act or COPPA. Now, the first thing to say about this is that there's a very broad range of states involved in this action. 33 of them have banded together in a joint lawsuit and the other eight are pursuing different claims against Meta. But they all appear to agree, at least in the joint lawsuit, that Meta has engaged in a scheme to exploit young users. So allegedly violating COPPA and also designing its platforms in such a way as to be addictive to young people. Now, Daphne Keller on X has pointed out that some of these attorney generals are actually involved in other efforts to force Meta to keep certain content available on its platform, while simultaneously alleging that it doesn't go far enough to moderate content in the, the child's privacy and child online safety context. So it's a bit of a, an interesting dynamic there. They do stick to allegations about the manner in which Meta presents content rather than the content per se. So they're clearly trying to avoid First Amendment issues there. They have come up quite a lot recently in the children's privacy sphere in particular. So COPPA uh, is the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, and it requires Meta and other platforms to obtain parental consent and give notice before collecting certain personal information from children under 13. So the attorneys general rely on this allegation that Meta has knowledge that under 13s are using its platforms. And indeed, they allege that it directs its services at children. Now, a lot of the copper allegations are redacted, so we don't exactly know the details, but this is quite a common allegation. And to be fair, we don't necessarily have to be that fair, but many of these large social media companies struggle, at least, to keep young children from registering. It is tricky to age gate online platforms, as the UK is about to find out with the passing of its online safety bill, which was signed by the King yesterday. Now, children's privacy is coming up over and over again. We've had TikTok, get two children's privacy related penalties this year in the UK and Ireland, quite different, quite different orders from the two regulators, but they both 
relate to children's privacy. And copper has been used against Google in the past and TikTok for YouTube and, well, TikTok was called Musical.ly at the time in 2019. They both settled with the FTC under copper. So we will see how this goes. I have my reservations about the strength of this particular complaint, but children's privacy issues are not going away. This is a real focus for lots of regulators and a very tricky compliance area uh, for controllers. Now the French fine, so this is against Group Canal Plus and it relates to commercial prospecting, so uh, lead generation type stuff, and data breach reporting and transparency. There's a lot of stuff in there. They got a 600,000 euro fine late last week, and it's partly under the GPR and partly under a French law called the Post and Electronic Communications Code. So I'll focus on the GDPR issues. So firstly, there's this commercial prospecting stuff. So this is, well, the, the, the company canvassed nearly 4 million prospective customers and they relied on consent to share personal data about those customers with potential customers with third parties. Now the consent form allegedly failed to provide identities of the companies that would receive personal data. So this is quite a strict interpretation of the law that we've seen from the Court of Justice recently, where you have to actually tell data subjects the identities of recipients of personal data, not just the categories of recipients, like the GDPR suggests, unless you really don't know who's going to receive the data. So almost always you'll need to tell people exactly which companies will be receiving their data. They also, well, because of this poor notice practice, the Canal Plus was found to have uh, failed to obtain informed consent under the GDPR. So that therefore invalidated the lawful basis they were relying on. Now, uh, an interesting thing here is that Canal Plus had a data breach in 2020 and they didn't report it to the CNIL, uh, the French regulator. And I think it's an interesting one. So here are the details. It was around 10,000 Canal Plus subscribers. Their personal data was made accessible to some other users between seven and 777. I'm not sure why seven, uh, just a coincidence, I assume. And this incident lasted around five hours and 36 minutes and it exposed their phone numbers and postal addresses. So Canal Plus made the call not to notify the CNIL or the data subjects based on their analysis of the data breach notification requirements. Now, I posted on LinkedIn about this and got some mixed responses. Some people saying it's 100% a reportable breach. Some people saying they would have made the same call as Canal Plus. Uh, but the CNIL believed this was reportable. And because Canal Plus did not report it, they violated Article 33 of the GDPR. More information on that one in the newsletter. It's an interesting uh, decision. So finally, we have a decision from the CJEU yesterday in case 722, also known as FT against DW, and it's about subject access requests. So we've had a few CJEU rulings on subject access requests this year, and this one is not a great surprise. It largely accords with the Attorney General's at the Advocate General's opinion from a few months ago. So basically, FT is a dentist 
and DW was their patient. And DW thought that FT had done a bad job fixing their teeth. So DW requested a copy of his file and FT said, I'm going to have to charge you for that. Now there was a German law that allowed healthcare practitioners to charge for copies of medical records. So the court had to consider whether the motivation of the data subject matters because it appears that DW wanted this data uh, to see if he had a legal claim against FT and whether the German law took precedence over the GDPR's rules on uh, data subject rights. So the court said, actually, it doesn't matter that DW wanted this information to see if they had a claim in law. Recital 63 of the GDPR suggests that the reason for data access requests is to verify that the data has been processed lawfully. The CGAU says that doesn't matter. It doesn't restrict the grounds for making a subject access request. The data subject doesn't need to give a reason and you should not charge them unless it's um, manifestly unfounded or excessive. So that's interesting because there's a lot of debate, particularly in the UK, where I actually think this is settled, whether whether legal sort of fishing expeditions are good grounds for making a subject access request. This seems to settle that in the EU. You can, you know, basically the motivation doesn't matter unless it's something vexatious or, you know, if it falls into that exemption, then you have to give up the personal data for free. So the other issue was about the German law and the court found that the national legislation did not take precedence over the GDPR. You can't restrict fundamental rights in that way via national legislation. So that's all from me this week. Take a look at the newsletter, lots more information and resources in there and some recommended reading as well. Thanks again to Privado AI and I'll see you next week.